This is Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. Shine On is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. Today we're going to shine on with two grown-ups who refuse to grow old. One is dancer Marjorie Goodson. I'm 55 years old and I'm not stopping. Um, The notion that we get to a place in our lives and we have to be a certain way, I just, I don't buy into it and and I think that people should pursue their dreams and keep going and um, sort of never give up. I think that's sort of been my motivation about where I'm at at this stage of my life. In this stage of her life, Marjorie has created an enormous coffee table book filled with daring artistic photos of her 55-year-old self, and this will inspire you to be your best, I'm sure of it. And television writer Chris Harris of The Late Show with David Letterman and How I Met Your Mother fame has found a new audience. Your kids, moms, dads, grandparents, I have the book. Your kids will love this holiday season. Picture them in their jammies, laughing along with their nose in a book called I'm Just No Good at Rhyming. That story's coming up. First, I want to tell you that we are very near the end of the year. What a year it was. Did I meet you at a Shine On event in 2017, or did you just think about coming to one? I want you to put this on the calendar for the weekend of March 2nd through the 4th, 2018. It's a Shine On weekend retreat at the Mariendale Center in Ossining. We're going to unplug and find our inner spark. There will be real sparklers and some flying lanterns, too, to launch into a night sky as we send our intentions out into the universe. Are you up for that? You can sign up now at kc.co, K-A-C-E-Y.co. It's very affordable, too. And we had an animal communicator on the show a few weeks back, and she has inspired me to collect your animal stories and share them in a book. It's going to be the first in a Shine On series. If you've had an uncanny encounter with an animal or felt your pet was heaven sent or giving you a message, send your story in and be part of the book coming out in 2018. A portion of the proceeds will help support animal rescue and rehab in the Hudson Valley. Send your story in at Casey.co. Now... Let's go back to childhood for a bit with author Shel Silverstein, who wrote the poem that is forever locked in my memory. If you are a dreamer, come in. If you are a dreamer, a wisher, a liar, a hoper, a prayer, a magic bean buyer. If you're a pretender, come sit by my fire, for we have some flax golden tails to spin. Come in. Come in. Shel Silverstein, a favorite of our next guest. Energetic, jovial, entertaining, and creative Chris Harris is a dad who's working on a new show for CBS. We don't know what that is just yet, but he's been a successful writer for Late Night with David Letterman and a writer-executive producer for How I Met Your Mother. Chris has written for the New York Times and Esquire and on NPR. His new book is for the younger set and the perfect gift for the kids on your list. Write this title down, I'm Just No Good at Rhyming, and other nonsense for mischievous kids and immature grown-ups. Chris, does that mind of yours ever relax? <laughs> That's a great question. I, 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 it does. Trust me. All I think about is all the time I've wasted. So I don't. Uh, um, but you know, for this book, I, I, I got very lucky because really, what I did is I just, I just took all the fun games and all the, all the silly things that I was doing with my kids anyway, and I was able to turn it into a, a book of poems. So I'm. Uh, it, it, it wasn't as much. It wasn't as much mind work as, as you might think. I mean, I could just see you lying in bed, staring up at the ceiling at night. 
<laughs> There's a lot of that too. I bet there is. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of negative voices in my head that keep me up. So oh, I've, I've but I've I got to keep running to keep stay away from them. But you've got those creative voices talking in your head too. How did you come up with the title "I'm Just No Good at Rhyming" and other nonsense for mischievous kids and immature grown-ups? <laughs> I think it's every single word in the English language is in that title. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the, it's based on the, 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 one of the first poems in there was, um, was the title poem, I'm Just No Good at Rhyming, and so we decided to name it after that because that's the one that made my kids just crack up the most. Uh, you know, I'm just no good at rhyming. It makes me feel so bad. I'm just no good at rhyming, and that's why I'm so blue. And, and, and they, uh, <laughs> they couldn't get enough of that because, uh, one, I think they loved being in on the joke, and two, it makes them feel smarter than me, which sadly they probably are. Um, and uh, so that so that's that's why we that's why we went with that title. How old are the kids? Now they are ten and eleven, and they are they are wonderful. When they were younger, they were uh, kind of serious babies. Like they like they came into the world a little bit skeptical, and who can blame them? Um, and uh, so I started marking these things down and, and writing them, and and and. and writing them down for them just as a way to make them laugh and see all the crazy, wonderful things that you can do with words. Um, and the fact that now it's a book and uh, I get to corrupt other kids with, with all these thoughts, I, I just love it. I'm over the moon about it. Great. And it's a wonderful stocking stuffer and holiday gift, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You might need a big stocking, but absolutely. Please check it out. I'm just no good at rhyming. One thing I've loved is, is hearing uh, from parents uh, and even grandparents saying, oh, my kid or grandkid was a reluctant reader but they opened it up, they laughed, turned another page, they laughed again, turned another page, that one they didn't like, but the next one they loved, and, and, and now they're reading, and, and that's, I, I couldn't be happier about that. Chris Harris, modern inventions in this book, including new twists on classics like The Old Woman Who Lived in Achoo. <laughs> Genuinely something from real life, my daughter was trying to read The Old Woman Who Lived in Achoo. Every time she got to the word Achoo, I said, bless you, drove her... <laughs> crazy, but made my son, who's 18 months younger than her, crack up hysterically. Uh, I, I think sometimes uh, siblings especially, there's a, there's a zero-sum game to, to, to how happy one is versus how unhappy the other is. But we had a yeah. lot of fun. So that, that almost becomes Abbott and Costello, that one. Were you read to as a child? I was. I was. I was read to a lot. And uh, as soon as I could, read a lot myself. And, you know, there are Obviously, Shel Silverstein was a, was a huge influence on me growing up. I loved him. There were, you know, anything that was that played with the form, anything that that made me sit up and go, "Wow, I didn't even think about things that way." Things like the Phantom Tollbooth. There's a there's another book called Arm in Arm by Remy Charlotte that is not very well known, but it was it's just full of weird turns of phrases and, and everything. And uh, you know, we're all the product of the of the things that we love growing up, and and so I think I was bringing that my love of Monty Python and of course David Letterman. Uh, all of those things I, I feel like I was showing my kids here's some things that make make us laugh yeah is this your first children's book this is my first children's book I've you know I've written for TV for 20 years and there's been no shortage of people telling me that my, my writing is immature but uh, <laughs> but this is really <laughs> this is really the first uh, the first thing for kids but I but I it, it's been such a joy and and I think it's it's been so good for the soul and 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 especially with the response that that I, I'd love to keep going with it. Um, it's it's uh, I've just been 
I might have finally found my audience. Oh, beautiful. Now, I wanted to ask you, you wrote Don't Go to Europe, yes? <laughs> I did. I don't know how that gets on my list of, of, of accomplishments. I think accomplishment is a stretch. I did. Is it still selling well? <laughs> uh, it, I, it's probably in the top 10 million on Amazon, so how good is that? That's about <laughs> once every five years. No, it was, it was, uh, it, it, that was, um, that was probably 25 years ago at the, at this point. And it was a, it was a takeoff of travel guides and instead of, uh, you know, instead of let's go Europe. And it was just sort of went country by country and made fun of Europeans and the ugly Americans who visited. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, going out and getting it, but what it did do was uh, it got it got me my first job in television uh, writing for David Letterman. Really? And so uh, I, I'm very, very grateful for, for what it did for, for me in that sense. Now, how so? Did he find the book and say, I want this guy? The head writer at the time um, was uh, familiar with it and uh, reached out. And he knew some of my magazine writing as well. I was doing some magazine writing then. And uh, I was basically invited to submit an application. So it was a very big break that I'm, I'm very grateful for. I was very fortunate. And, but that started you know, what's now 20 years in television. So, yeah, it's, I'm very appreciative of it. Wow. That's kind of magical. That don't buy, buy that book. Buy the new book. <laughs> <laughs> the new book, I'm just no good at rhyming. It's for your kids. But isn't that magical? When you were writing this, you know, funny, silly book, you never thought it would get you an invitation to Late Night with David Letterman, did you? No, no, never. I, I, I never. And it's funny, you know, the book itself had probably only sold about 12 copies. But uh, it... it you know, that's you looking back. One's life. You know, this is true for anyone. You look back, and, and it all makes sense, and you see how A led to B, and B led to C. But at the time, you have no idea where it's going to take you, and and it's 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 been a fun journey, and and absolutely, I can trace uh, you know everything back to that first book I wrote. Yeah, I love it. Something we talk about all the time on this show: how one good thing usually leads to another good thing. So, aside from writing your next children's book, which I assume <laughs> you're working on, what else is going on? in Chris Harris's world. Well, I'm uh, I'm currently developing, which is basically the, the the long word for saying I'm picking up new TV show ideas right now, and so hopefully I'll I'll, I'll have something that, that we see on the fall, probably on on CBS, which has been my home for a long time, uh, and absolutely working on uh, a new book because I like I said I I just love the response this has gotten. I, I love that it's gotten on so many. You know, it's best of the year lists for books, and, and people are talking about how it how it's you know inspired kids to read and everything. So I, I want to go where the positivity is, and um, hopefully this will uh, the same way that first book launched a, a career. Maybe this book will launch another career too. You never know. I'm rooting for you. you. And where is the website I can visit for more? I am so far behind the times on a website. You can uh, you can uh, I, I'll be on Twitter at just Chris Harris. But um, go to Amazon, check out your local bookstore. I'm just no good at rhyming. That's all you need to know for now. <laughs> Perfect. Happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Hey, everybody. This is Josh Groban. After so many years on the stage, one of my favorite things about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left not knowing where their next meal is coming from, or if it's even coming at all. Thankfully, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks 
collects surplus food and helps deliver it to kids in need across the country. But they can't do it alone. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable? For more than 100 years, St. Christopher's Inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope. Located in Garrison, New York, St. Christopher's Inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race, religion, or ability to pay. If you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction, call us at 800-424-0027 or visit our website at stchristophersin.org. This is Josh Demel, and we have a situation here. Our planet's endangered species are vanishing at an alarming rate. Connect the dots and you'll discover a fine line separates a buyer from a killer. In other words, if you travel abroad and buy an illegal wildlife product, you're paying for the life of an endangered animal. So please, don't do it. When the buying stops, the killing can too. For more information, visit wildaid.org. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. I hope you're making plans to join me for a retreat weekend in March. Tell Santa that's what you want, or just give this gift to yourself. You're worth it. And if you have an uncanny animal communication story to share, send that in to be part of a new Shine On book series. All the details at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Don't grow up is the theme this week, or better yet, stay interested and interesting. Marjorie Goodson is a red-hot dancer with a smoking body and a huge coffee table book that shows every muscle in her 55-year-old frame. I'm going to ask you to seek this book out or Google Marjorie Goodson to see how she creates art with her body. And it may inspire the heck out of you. What inspired this, Marjorie? Oh, my gosh. Well, first... um you know, my love of dance, number one, that was my original motivator. And then, of course, um, trying to sort of, you know, create something for myself, create my own art. And that really sort of pushed me to try to push the envelope in terms of looks and not just creating a dance book, but more of an art book. Now, did you prepare for this physically or do you just look this good all the time? Oh, my well, you know what? The thing is, is that I had, when my daughter had gone off to college, I had thrown myself back into the world of dance. And I think that was sort of my answer to the emptiness syndrome. 
And so as a result of, of being in dance and staying in it for about two and a half, three years, and I was doing Pilates, which I noticed that you do as well, and um, I did uh, ballet uh, every single day, um, I think you just naturally get into shape, and then it was sort of a natural decision for me. I thought, well, what can I do with this? Um, here I am at the middle of my life. I'm 50 years old at the time. This is back in 2012, and I thought, okay, I really want to create something. So I was definitely in, in great shape at the time uh, to create the book. And then, of course, now I've had to continue to stay that way in order to, to do the book. Oh, yeah. And to do another one. You have and to now keep I'm doing looking another one. this. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm doing MG2, so I can really torture myself. Yeah. I'll tell you, if it wasn't for Pilates, I don't think I'd be able to stand up and walk around. It is a miracle, isn't it? It is an absolute miracle. And I'll tell you, I also do another thing, which I love, love, love called Gyrotonic. Have you heard of this? No, tell me. Gyrotonic was created by, and I've forgotten the man's name, but he was a ballet dancer, hurt his spine, and subsequently created this rehabilitation, and everything is sort of built on healing, rotation, which is really great for dancers because it really opens you up and, and, and keeps you moving. And I've had several knee injuries, so for me, it's just... It's, it's wonderful. It's like a conditioner for your body, which I just love. And very, and very much like Pilates, which I also do. Yeah, because if your spine is strong and supple, the rest of you is too. Absolutely. I think it, it begins and ends with the spine, and that's sort of where youth is, you know. And, and I'm not a big yoga person, but the girl who does my Pilates with me, she does a lot of yoga, so she brings it into our workout, which I love. All right. Let's talk about the naked pictures where you have a lot of ink on you. Okay, let's talk about them. They are so cool because, you know, they're set against a, a black backdrop. So right away, you're sort of drawn into the art that's on you. Who painted you? Well, the, you, you're referring to the tattoos, yes? They're not for real, are they? No, 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 not at all. I um, They're just uh, stick-ons. Oh, my God, they're gorgeous. They were just stuck onto me. Oh, well, they're fantastic. But they were, but you know, it's amazing what they can do. Yes, thank you so much. I wish, I don't think I would have had time had someone painted them on me. That would have taken hours, I think. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. They're decals. So what are you saying there? This is like your gorgeous body as a billboard or a canvas? As a canvas, yes. That I wanted to take my body and use it um, as, a, as a piece of art and sort of as a vessel to create art and through which I could um, make art. Mm. And so um, it's what I call the body physical. That's sort of my, how I'm sort of trademarking this, this word because that's sort of how I feel about it, that, you know, we're just muscle and tissues and, and, you know, we can take and transform our bodies and make it into something more. And that's why I never buy into that sort of stagnant, old-fashioned, outdated view of, oh, well, I'm at this age now and I've got to be a certain way. It's like the body doesn't, the body doesn't know that. And I think you who do, you do yoga, I think you know that as well, that the body is so resilient and so willing if you let it be. The body doesn't know that. Exactly right. We have some image in our head put there by grandma or great-grandma, right? Right, But yes. that's not now. 
That's not now. And this is why I find your book so inspiring. It's a huge coffee table book filled with gorgeous pictures of you, uh, very dramatic pictures, some some of them very fun-loving. But it shows all of your muscle and your passion. And, and I think there was a time in my life where this book would have said, oh, I can't look. She's too beautiful. I'll never look like that. But I can still say, she's so beautiful. I'll never look like that. But what an inspiration for me to be my best. Absolutely, and and that is, and that really is what it's. It's not like a. You, you have to be your best and whatever your best is. And if and if you can pull something from that, then so be it. That's the way you have to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know about this. This these photographs are so gorgeous, but you don't ever seem like you're saying, "Look at me." No, and thank you so much, Casey, for saying that, because really, I never wanted it to be about me. It's like, I keep saying almost like, don't see through me. See what I'm creating. Don't don't see Marjorie. See what I've, I sort of want to disappear as my own self and, and bring out the, whatever it is, the, the emotion, the art that I'm trying to create, which sometimes I'm not even sure what that is. It's more of an emotion and a feeling mm. than anything sort of in anything in particular. Well, well done. It's not like looking at Beyonce's Instagram where you know it's Beyonce saying, aren't I cute? You know? <laughs> no, and you know, I never grew up that way. I didn't have a great deal of self-esteem growing up. And so I've had to really fight that fight to feel good about myself and to come into my own. And so for me, it's been an incredibly strong journey of finding out who I am and the empowerment that, is, that has come with that. Every picture also, too, like has a mood and a story Pick one that you love and tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. I don't have the book in front of me, but I'm going to just go with, um, let's see. I am going to go with one that someone could understand because um, obviously we're on radio. But I've always been a big lover of Bob Fosse. He is was my, you know, is my inspiration. I love jazz. I'm a jazz dancer and ballet dancer. And so the picture of me in the white jacket with the fedora hat, which I wanted to create almost like this backstage feeling, a back door in New York with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth, sort of almost a, a Casablanca, if you will, but with a dance focus, with the, the short white jacket and the bustier and the tights and um, sort of putting my leg up on the wall with the cigarette hanging out. It almost had that sort of... Um, all that jazz feel to me, and it really was sort of my homage to Broadway and to the, the great people that came, you know, have come before and have done such incredible work. So that was sort of one of one idea. Well done, Marjorie Goodson. So well thank you so done. Much. What else do people need to know about you and your life? Oh my gosh! Well, I'm a mother. I have a beautiful daughter, 24. I'm 55 years old, and I'm not stopping. Um, the notion that we get to a place in our lives and we have to be a certain way, I just I don't buy into it. And I, and I think that people should pursue their dreams and keep going and um, sort of never give up. I think that's sort of been my motivation about where I'm at at this stage of my life. And... Um, if somebody can tap into that in their life, I think that's amazing. And that would be sort of my wish with this book and, and for myself personally to just keep going, getting better, 
striving, you know, fighting the good fight, never giving up, you know, that's that's sort of what motivates me. You know, I uh, continue to dance. I'm doing my second book, MG2, uh, although we, we haven't really decided on a title, and uh, just never, never stop. Perfect. Where are you dancing? I dance at a place called Edge Performing Arts in California, mm-hmm. and I, I take jazz there, I take um, some ballet classes there, and I just have some wonderful teachers that I, I love, and they motivate me, and it's great. Where do you see yourself going in the future? Where are you taking yourself next? You know, who knows? I don't really like to go too far in the future. I just sort of try to take it as much as I can in the moment and uh, see where see where I go with it. And where can we go for more information about you? MarjorieGoodson.com. So that'll tell you a little bit about me and my, my life. And, and, and all of that, you know, sort of what makes me tick. She's ticking. And you can see every inch of her in this new coffee table book called MG. I can't give it away. It would cost a fortune to mail. But if you ever go to Cold Spring, stop into Romeo and Juliet Salon. I left the book there. It's perfect for perusing while you wait for your blowout. Our thought for the day is dedicated to my northern star, my Aunt Vi, who passed away this week at the age of 97 years young. English actor Arthur Young Panero said, Those who love deeply never grow old. They may die of old age, but they die young. Have a great week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show, next Sunday morning, right here on 100.7 WHUD.